0: listening to the Legal Skinny podcast with Trisha Burrida. I'm a 16-year licensed practicing attorney in the state of Texas. I created Legal Skinny because when I've been invited to do educational seminars on different subjects in employment law and leadership topics, company leaders like CEOs, managers, and HR professionals would often ask me where can they find a little more information on this and a little more information on that. Look, I get it. There's a lot of resources out there. But sometimes it's confusing and people are so busy. Sometimes people only have 30 or 15 or maybe even five minutes in their day to devote to learning something new. On this podcast, you'll hear me have discussions and interviews on topics relevant to company leaders. Disclaimer though, Legal Skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice, and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember change or they differ by jurisdiction, so this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Legal Skinny Podcast. So today I'm talking to you about employee retention. You know, it's kind of a thing. Uh, you spend that time job posting and you spend time hiring these people. You spend time onboarding them. You spend time training them and all that time, well, time is an investment. So I don't know, wouldn't you agree that you kinda sorta generally want like them to stay with the company? It's true, those company leaders really do want to retain the people they've invested in. So when referring to employee retention, sometimes it can be just a number, a statistic really. The retention rate of XYZ company is 73% in Q1 or in the whole of 2021, depending on what time period you're referencing. This becomes a part of many of those numbers you may look at. You may even look at them based on positions. Um, or retention could be, you know, just the strategy of how you approach keeping your employees. But if you're looking at the numbers and and say you are looking at them on, you know, position specific, you know, your entry level positions will likely often have more turnover than others. And while that may frustrate company leaders, some jobs are naturally going to inevitably have turnover at that entry level position because people are still figuring stuff out at that level. You know, they're thinking, do they want to be in this industry? Do they like your company? Do they want to go back to school or do they think they'll get better benefits or pay elsewhere? You know, uh, maybe the grass <laughs> grass is always greener <laughs> somewhere else. Um, some of that kind of exists, especially when you have those entry level positions and it's just sort of them figuring it out, a stepping stone, if you will. And you may also, when you're looking at employee retention, break down looking at the time of year. For example, it would not be surprising that if some of your workforce is college age kids uh, or even high schoolers, that there would be a drop in retention again around August as those kids possibly go back to school, high school, or college. So, uh, you know, it can, it can almost become part of a story of what parts of the company are functioning well, what parts are broken, what is normal in your industry, which company leaders are seeing retention issues in employees they manage, which divisions are creating promotion opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Part of your company's story about employee retention is finding out what is driving the employees that stay with you and finding out what is driving the employees that leave. One way to do that is the stay interview. So a stay interview is an interview conducted with current employees to determine how satisfied they are with their job. Hence discovering why employees are quote, staying with your company. Now, some of you may be thinking, Ooh, Trisha, isn't this like a can of worms? (laughs) First off, I get your concerns. To some degree, when you are seeking feedback about your company and leadership, it is true. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Meaning once the employee shares the things with you about what they think about your company or your company's leadership, you as a company leader now have that knowledge. So I think the first thing with a stay interview, if you're considering implementing it or you've implemented it and you just want to improve on it, is that you want to have a very simple structured approach. You really are trying to accomplish very simple things here. And so you don't make this complicated, over complicated. First off, you're really trying to create a dialogue with an employee and build trust and let them know you care about how they are doing. Or if it's your management that's doing this, that's what you want them to do. You want them to create sort of this open dialogue with the employee that you're asking them how they're doing at the company and, you know, uh getting some honest feedback. Okay? Cuz the employee is not forced to give you uh honest feedback, you know. They may be like everything's amazing, you know. <laughs> you really you want them to tell you what they want to see, you know, what is their things that they would like to have happen. So you can kind of get an insight as to, you know, what is driving this sort of uh, employee to stay and how can you, um, how can you expand on that? So you want to take in some of the information about what is working for the employee and what they're happy with. So you can start to lean into that, do more of that, you know, uh, assuming it's a good thing, whatever it is that they're happy about. So. And finally, you want to find out why they stay. I mean, obviously that's the whole point of the stay interview, but this is so you can, I mean, really just have data related to turnover within the company. So you can be better and prevent less turnover to create a healthy growing workforce, isn't that what we all want? So, like I said, at the top of this episode, the investment then continues to pay off that you make into this individual and that therefore um, you find ways for really in enhancing the reasons that they stay that are beneficial to the company and to the employee. So how do you do it? Well, let's see. Don't treat the stay interview as like a surprise. (laughs) That's, That's not really the best way for you to go about trying to get sort of honest feedback. Employees, while you may not, maybe if you've been a company leader for a long time, um, you may not realize this but a lot of employees get nervous with the idea of being questioned by uh, um, their leadership and so you have to approach it i think in a very like honest way of kind of letting them see what it is you're trying to do and that's why i'm saying don't overcomplicate this don't make this like oh my god we're gonna have this like 50 page you know questionnaire Uh, that i'm going to run through with this employee and then i'm going to follow up i mean and and it's going to be like these hours of discussion i think if you've never done state interviews in the company that the best way to start this conversation make everyone comfortable is to uh, approach the employee or employees that will be participating in the interview um, and tell them that you want to get some feedback about their experience at the company and then you set up a scheduled time so that they can kind of understand and digest that and then you hold the interviews in, you know, a quiet, um, not noisy place, potentially a neutral environment. If you can do it in a general conference room or somewhere where it's not, you know, uh, necessarily like in, in a space where they may feel uncomfortable or might feel like it's more. More of like you don't want it to be so, like the place you take everyone where you terminate people <laughs> like like whatever if that's a different place like um, If that's always your office Then maybe you want to do it in some sort of neutral place like a, a general room or a conference room just so that they can kind of Come in give their feedback and move on and the other employees can participate as well You also don't want to combine them with other things such as a disciplinary um, action or performance review this not only risks you know you not getting the honest feedback, but you also lose some of the benefits of this being a growing and learning moment. You building trust with the employee and kind of building this trusting sort of culture with your workforce. Also, I would say to try to keep the questions super simple and short, you know, with the same questions being used with everybody, uh, especially everybody that's in the same job position title Um, I can understand if you're interviewing totally different job positions, you may tweak some of the questions, you know, to to sort of emphasize that particular job, but across the board, the more questions you get by the workforce answered that are the same question is the more overall feedback you'll understand about what exactly is making them want to stay with your company. And I think the key about the questions is that you want them to allow for a more open-ended answer. Rather than that standard yes or no. So you know it, well if you <laughs> if you ask all the people, all your people, if they're happy in their position and their answer is yes, you're thinking, yeah, that would be great. It would be so cool, right? but um, but what what have you really learned from that? you know Not much. and that the, that would be probably not the purpose of the state interview. So maybe a better question would be what do you enjoy about your everyday work at XYZ company? Do you find your role at xyz company rewarding and if so why what would make it more rewarding what keeps you working here you know what would you like to learn here those kinds of questions sort of like giving them an opportunity to really sort of give um different feedback than what you would get the same question answer from everybody right i also think you need a handful of questions maybe only Especially if this is a new concept that your workforce hasn't seen before, um, maybe even just around ten really good questions that are just um, good, you know, open-ended questions. That if because the employee's either going to share, or they're not going to share, um, and if they if they feel like it's an interrogation, like if you don't don't pull on pull on your like I'm I'm a lawyer. I've always wanted to be a lawyer. Interrogate someone at a deposition on a stand in the courtroom. That is not what this is about, right? This is about making them feel comfortable, creating a relationship where you can get some honest feedback so you can create a better company culture, a better company, um, and enhance leaning into, you know, what exactly people like working for your company and for your leadership. So I'm thinking maybe only, you know, 10 questions really, if they're good. Uh, would, would do it. You could get a lot of feedback that way for sure, especially if you're just getting started with this concept. So uh, structure them in a way that allows for benefit to both the employee and the company when the feedback is provided. You know, that's, that's kind of like that question I just gave you where, what would you like to learn here? That's sort of giving them, you learn things when they say, answer that question, as well as they get to kind of tell you things they're interested in, things you may not have known about. Um, And just doing that and taking that time, you wouldn't believe how many employees feel like, oh, the company really understands, they care that, you know, this company leader that I'm working with asks me these questions, really wants to know where I want to go with this job and what interests me. And I think even if all those things can't happen that the employee may would like to happen, uh, it still creates, I think, a level of sort of trust and interest with them letting them know, you know, this is something we're interested in getting feedback and trying to figure out how to grow as a company. So, um, I'll close this discussion with just one simple other thought about state interviews, and that would be that not all companies may benefit from state interviews. And, you know, in this podcast and in my job as an attorney, you know, I talk to many company leaders and. You know having conversations with your workforce is something that I'm always talking to them about. I'm encouraging them that learning how to have uh, a clear line of communication with the employees from the top down. And some of the company leaders that I've interviewed on this podcast, if you notice some of the ones that are very successful, have that. They talk about that. and um, and if you are able to have an open line of communication with your employees, you know, Uh, opening another line of communication about feedback from them is not a difficult thing to do, but if you have not created that as part of your culture yet, it's not too late, (laughs) you can do it, but I think the trust may not be there. So you may not get, you know, the answers that you're seeking in these stay interviews because they may be nervous about, you know, answering these questions and being, you know, sort of pulled aside. So I think one of the things that, you know, some great company leaders have found is figuring out how to have regular conversations. So when the conversation of something like this, getting some feedback, um, becomes part of the dialogue, it's not shocking to the employees. They're ready to sort of share with you what their thoughts are. And, and then that trust is sort of built in there. So, um, going in, going back, if you haven't done this and really having those regular meetings, With your workforce building that type of trust within the culture that you're giving them feedback about what you your expectations are of how they you know perform as an employee which means you're telling them you know we're we're seeing some issues in this area we'd like to see you make these changes you know as a group you know um not i'm not talking about individual discipline i'm talking about just having general workforce meetings and then with the management and then um and the employees and then you know they will start to understand that and then you can also get some feedback in those meetings just generally about if there's some issues that are coming up that maybe you as management need to deal with and that's that's what i'm talking about those regular conversations if you have that built in then you are going to have a a lot easier time you know implementing in this state interview concept um, now I'm not saying you can't do it. You can do it. I'm just saying, don't be, <laughs> don't be, you know, totally frustrated if you try and you, um, you know, you see that they're a little hesitant to give you those answers that you're seeking. So I think you just kind of have to work on this and building the trust. And, and it certainly is a step to do these, to kind of let them know you are interested in individually about, you know, why they're happy, uh, or what they like about their job at your company and what it is that they want to see happen for them to continue to stay with you how they want to grow what are their you know interests and keeping it focused on that and you really can get a lot of great feedback and a lot of company leaders have found this to be a very successful um part of their toolbox uh as i would say to you know continue to grow the culture and the company and and make a healthy um, workforce so Anyway, I will go ahead and leave you with that. So that is The Legal Skinny on Stay Interviews. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Legal Skinny Podcast. I would love for you to go to www.legalskinny.com forward slash review to learn the super simple way to leave me a review to tell me which topics and guests you like. I value your thoughts and your review helps me support more company leaders just like you to grow as a leader themselves and to grow successful teams. I also drop the link in the show notes if that's easier for you. And while you're there, check out all the other resources I have for you as a company leader. And don't forget our disclaimer to remember legal skinning is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship change or they differ by jurisdiction. So also remember, this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.